We try really hard, and that's something to be proud of in 2020. Not every podcast has a song. Ours has a song. Right. And if any of you out there think you're any better, which you are, submit a version, and maybe we'll use it, okay? (laughs) We don't know. We don't have any money yet. And if you have any sponsors, also let us know that. But we're so glad that you joined us tonight. I am your host, Lindsay Bollinger-Rivard, and with me as always is... Bradley Rivard. And he's my husband. Yeah. And this is the BUI Binging Under the Influence podcast. So if you're wondering maybe what you got yourself into, you are joining us for an evening of intrigue, of yeah. mild intoxication to, to major intoxication, different yes. levels. Uh, a night of discussing your favorite streaming hits from streaming services like Netflix, Hulu, you got your Prime. You got your Disney Plus, maybe. Your HBOs. Your HBOs. Your Piggly Wigglies. There's all kinds of new ones popping up. Maybe a Peacock or two. (laughs) We don't know yet. But what we do know is that we're kicking things off with some Netflix holiday classics. Uh, Some real dumpster fires. We're not going to watch good shows. I think we can guarantee that. This isn't about that. This is a place, this is a safe place for those guilty pleasures of the bad stuff that you you know you're going to watch. But we're going to make fun of it, and we're going to be drunk while we do it, and we hope that you enjoy this. So we've got the holiday season, the gift of the holiday season, and all the crap that it provides us, <laughs> film-wise. So what we'll do is we'll just tell you a little bit about what we're drinking. We will get into the meat and taters of this bad crap that we're all watching as we're home in quarantine. Oh, yeah. And you'll be along for the ride. Yeah. Well, uh, I guess we could just start with what we're drinking. What do you have there? So the beer I'm drinking tonight is a Strawberry Guava Ghost from Crown and Hops, Great Notion. And it's a guava kind of sour beer. I really like it. You're the sour king, Bradley, but I tried one tonight and I really like it. The can is hot fire. It's like a nice pink with some axes on it and stuff. Tastes a little bit like strawberry, a little bit like guava. Touch of salt, perhaps. Um, Pretty sour. Good. Uh, I give it like a 7 out of 10. And Bradley, seven, what are you drinking tonight? 7 out of 10. I didn't know we are going to rank them. I just decided. Man, that's going next level. I liked mine. It was Almanac Fruit Cobbler. Mm. So it was a peach sour. And I had my heart set on sours. And this satisfied my little craving heart so well. That's incredible. <laughs> we also want to give a big yeah. shout out to the Fourth Horseman. Oh, pizza. LBC Fucking pizza. Best pizza I've had, at least since I've been in California. They've supplied our beers. They supplied our pizza, which was called Hot Trash. Hot Trash. It was a Hot Trash pizza oh. in honor of Friday Th- the 13th. Thick shells of macaroni and cheese. Uh, dusted ever so gently with some hot Cheeto dust. It was great. So shout out to Fourth Horseman LBC. And they had a cool pizza box. They had like a kind of like weird uh, 
Dom's macabre art on it. The uh, movie. Shout out to them. So today what we're talking about is something I am... I'm without words of how excited I am to talk about this movie because we're he- we're entering into the holiday season. And so what does that mean? It means absolute garbage ass trash. Yes. Hallmark slash Lifetime slash now Netflix is in the game and maybe some Hulu versions of holiday movies. The predictable warm chicken soup holiday movies that we all love to hate. And we are kicking this season off with a brand new one on Netflix called Operation Christmas Drop. It's the Christmas Drop, y'all. Drop horn. <laughs> we'll do that later. So this movie came out this year, 2020. It is a Netflix original. And it's starring the guy whose name I forgot and Cat Graham. The, he was the guy. So Kat Graham, uh, I don't personally know who she is, except she was on Vampire Diaries, which I did not watch, but I know a lot of people did. She's very likable, very beautiful. And then also the leading man is one Mr. Alexander Ludwig Bradley, who you know from... From Vikings. From Vikings. He, he played uh, Bjorg, or Bjorn. I believe his name was Bjorn. Sounds... It started Bjorgi. Yes. No, Bjorg was the singer. And they only cast... No, Bjorg. And that's Iceland. Blonde men on yes. that show. Yes, if you're not blonde, then you're probably playing an Englishman, maybe? These were Vikings Is we're talking Vikings about. Is Vikings a Netflix original as well? No, it's a uh, history channel. Shit. So there was no cursing, no sex, but they wanted you to be horny. So it was kind of tough. Gross. <laughs> yeah, they were like, how do we get people horny with... You can't even say fuck or look at a tit. It was weird. That's... Sh- description coupled with him being the star makes me not want to watch it yeah he brought a lot of his acting chops to that as well dare we say alexander ludwig is possibly a poor man's alexander skarsgård yes he definitely is the porn version of alexander skarsgård (laughs) i thought you said porn man a porn Six other actors were we'll, we'll get to that. Like six, so, six people on the whole army base. Oh, sorry. Spoiler alert. They're in an army. I believe it's Air Force. Yes. Yeah. So so here's the plot. And, and just to preface it, you will always have spoilers. So if you haven't seen these movies or these shows, what are you waiting for? Just get on there. We'll let you know where to watch it. This one's Netflix. It is in the top ten, I believe. Uh, watch it. You won't regret it if you hate yourself. Because this will satiate that need to continue to hate yourself. Yeah. Uh, but anyway. The, 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 uh, the whole plot of the movie oh, is the plot. Oh, shit. the Sorry. Base. So, yeah. So, I don't want to... Once again, not naval either. There's <laughs> 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 only like four branches. Yeah. But, yeah. So, so, not to spoil it, but the general plot is... We're going to spoil it later. There, um, There's a base in Guam. It's an Air Force base Coast Guard. in Guam. Oh, Guam Air Force. <laughs> Yeah. Student council. Uh, it, they're at risk for realignment and or closure. And they have a target on their backs due to this semi-handsome, seemingly tall, adult male Air Force captain's affinity for Christmas, basically. Yeah. And um, there is an angry cro- congresswoman played by a very Botox Virginia Madsen. 
very alert woman. She, yeah, really um, pissed about the possible. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah, no, she's uh, she's the head of the of this committee that we think might be a real committee about realignment or closure of bases, and she has a congressional aide, the hardworking Cat Graham, who is very frustrated in the beginning because she's not doing politicky stuff. She's no. doing her uh, congresswoman's shopping, and she's upset about that. Is it? Did I kind of get? I mean, she. And I she's, mean. Assigned this, to go to Guam. We might as well just delve in right there. Yeah. Right at the beginning. Yeah. Because, yeah, she is the assistant that is doing a bunch of Christmas shopping, and she's real bitter about it. But uh, the thing that I thought was weird is the senator is like, you need to go see what's going on with this military base. It's in my district, and I'm going to shut the fucker down. And mm-hmm. the district that she represents is Guam. Is that what we're supposed to... Like, I don't... Is that what senators do? Okay. They have these military... So she is a congresswoman. Oh, con- yeah. Congresswoman. Regardless, it's the same difference. I don't know. I don't think they have that authority to be like, go shut down a whole fucking... Well... Military base. As noted, she is on the committee of the oversight oh. of the realignment and or closure of bases. And her job is to make the hard decisions to cut yeah. these things. And this one was drawing way too much heat. Do you want to talk about... We should talk about why this one's drawing heat. I mentioned, I kind of alluded that it was this uh, tall, gangly Viking captain man's um, affinity for Christmas. He's a big Christmas fan, so there's a big press write-up about Operation Christmas Drop. Name of the movie in the title. Not to be confused with Operation Dumbo Drop with... Also a great film. I think it was Danny Glover. I think it yeah. was uh, Buster Keaton. I think, no, yeah, Buster. And Danny's Phil... McGraw, Doctor Phil, McGraw. I, I, I think what's that? Uh, what's that handsome actor? Oh, forget it. Don't see. No, this is why That's I can't. A different episode. No, but anyway, uh, what's his name? He has those striking eyes. He was Manchurian Candidate. What was that guy's name? Denzel Washington. Not Denzel. That's Manchurian Candidate. What did you say? <laughs> what's his name? It doesn't matter. Well, anyway. Back to the point at hand. He... What were we saying? <laughs> oh! We gotta work on the So there was a... Well, it's editing, right? Yeah. So there's a write-up in the paper about this, this man, and they're doing this Operation Christmas Drop. And he's in the photo... In his flight suit, which you're going to see, he wears nothing but flight suit. Just a lot of flight suit through the whole movie. And he's holding a little ukulele, and he's wearing a Santa hat, and it's like, this guy's doing a bunch of nice things. And so obviously, they're on the radar. They have a target on their back. The base is going to get shut down because they're allegedly misappropriating government funds to do so- some, some sort of bullshit Christmas drop. Okay, so the first thing you're going to notice is that our con- our congressional aide, Kat Graham, Erica, her character's name is Erica, starts out as a turbo bitch. She's flying to Guam. She's pissed about it. She doesn't want to s- spend her holidays there. She's just mad. And one of the other first things you'll notice is a major Home Depot sponsorship. Did you pick up on the Home Depot sponsorship? No. All the boxes... There's a lot of boxes, a lot of cardboard boxes, a lot of the new ones you can buy from Home Depot. All right. So it worked. I'm 
they're on my radar. Honestly, I don't even think. Where else would you? I guess U-Haul probably would sell boxes. There's lots of other places. Who else? Yeah, I don't know. Which just isn't a movie about boxes, but still, I thought it was noteworthy that one of the first things I noticed: lots of Home Depot shit. They're a box store, isn't that what they're known for? Sure. Another big thing you'll notice: a running theme. There's like 500 days of Christmas in this movie. Yeah, well, it starts immediately with the leading man having a Christmas carol session with his family eight days. Via Zoom. Via Zoom, eight days before Christmas, but then it gets interrupted by poor quality and internet connection. But you know it's his family. You know why? Because his sister's name is Sis. Oh, God. Hey, Sis. Don't worry about the internet, sis. I miss you so bad. We'll finish the caroling in fucking seven days. So when I watched it, I thought, this is Christmas. Because the family is seated at a table that is completely set, I believe. They're all kind of in sweaters and festive gear. They're fucking caroling. So They're you think it's out. Christmas. Well, and they have their Christmas ornaments and everything lit behind them. Right. Like, it's, it's Christmas. And they're all together. Yeah. What kind of... Freaking nutty family is celebrating full out Christmas formal table scape festive gear days before Christmas. Psychos. And caroling. It was and I mean that's that's what they were up to. I don't know what the time difference was too, but uh, I'm pretty sure he was like he had to wake up at like four AM to do that. Because (laughs) I believe Guam is situated. I should have looked this up before I mentioned it on the podcast, but I believe Guam is situated between like a Japan and Australia situation. Sorry, I'm so tired for drills, sir. I was caroling all night with my parents. With sis via Skype. Oh, sis. <laughs> yeah. So that's the that's the first of many Christmas scenarios that you'll see in this film, and I couldn't help but think of how awkward that scenario would actually be in real life. If you were to, I mean, with my family, that's just not something we would do. I feel like it would just be us staring at each other and joking. Like, how could you ever take yourself seriously? Well, and cut to her. Because, like, the whole point is you have to figure out or you have to learn about each character. And everything's got to be Christmas themed. Because nothing else in this fucking movie is, it's, it's, it takes place on a, a tropical island. Yeah. And it's like got a military element to it, right? Like no, but the reason why is they're there, and the island is so important is that there's an actual Christmas drop. Yes. That this branch of the military does, where they drop off presents to these islands, along with like supplies and shit like that. Via, like, some really big spectacle of, like, a balloon <laughs> drop. Yeah. An Operation Dumbo drop. So, and the important thing to note about this operation is that they're trying to keep it under wraps from our lead character, Erica, because she's there to shut them down because she's mad. No, no, no. They're not trying to keep it under wraps. I mean, they're kind of trying to play it no, down. No, they're not trying to play it down. Yes, they they're, are. No, they're trying... They got busted because... He posed looking all cute with his ukulele. That's why she was like, Mr. Hot Stuff Attention Grabber is on page one, you know? So it's like, they they just got the wrong type of attention, so they had to convince her the truth. 
which is, this isn't some big fucking Christmas party. This is a legit operation where we train our flight boys on these little practice runs, low altitude drops and shit like that. Yeah. So it's all legit. Okay. But she is like instant bitch getting into it. Like she right. fucking hates him. Yeah, she hates him. I mean, I think it's important to note the first meeting is she arrives and uh, Captain Jance, our lead character played by Andrew, whatever, is <laughs> surfing. And yeah. for some reason... He's a tall drink of water, so... Yeah. It's the best he looks in yeah. the film. It was a very... Shirtless, coming out of the water, looking all right, looking tall. Looking all right. Looking all right. She's on the Looking beach. Right. She's on the <laughs> She's on the beach. Uh, mad at him already. They haven't even met yet. She's already irritated on the uh, beach in her, her her business casual her business professional clothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'd wonder how did she end up at this remote beach if he was the one that was supposed to meet her. And she didn't have a ride. How did she find herself there? Lots of questions. Because he was in while he was supposed to be her chauffeur. And she got there early. But she didn't, you know, she was texting him and he didn't answer. I don't know why they were texting each other. But, like, instant, instantly fucking hated him and was, like, mad at him because she thought he was, like, the fuckboy of the island, too. Yes. It's like, not only are you hiding this little secret Christmas op, but I'll bet you're slaying so much poos in the village and shit. Andrew James. <laughs> Guam fuckboy. Guam fuckboy. Christmas fuckboy. Christmas fuckboy. In the hangar, that's whenever I started to get really annoyed with his acting chops. And I, I, <laughs> I, I was like, is this just me? Am I being mean? But then I pointed it out to you and you were like, what the fuck is going on? He ends every sentence. Not, I mean, at least in the hangar he does. But he always has a little bit of a, a, a breath after delivering his line. Yeah. That's something that I didn't notice <sighs> until Brad brought it to my attention. But if you guys watch it, rewatch it at least 14 times, and you'll see what he's talking about. <sighs> So I guess we're just going to have to convince him to donate those generators. Do you know what I picture? <laughs> it's the I, cool guy H. I picture it being like an actor, like an acting school thing. I've, I've never gone, but I, I figure like he took some sort of like workshop at some point and they're like, if you're cocky, you're always going to It's the cocky. You're always being an exhale when you're cocky. <laughs> I feel like it's very much like a workshop thing, like a like an acting workshop, skill of the trade. Not a good acting workshop, but like a group on one. I think it's just something that douchey guys do when they think they're okay. being sexy. Oh. And it's like, so, what brings you girls into town? Yeah, we really like Christmas and Guam. I <laughs> actually lost my virginity under the cloud of an exhale. In high school. <laughs> it's not something I often talk about, but I could not resist the heavy breath it was, uh, of a cool guy going, yeah. But if you guys watch it, you'll see what he's talking about. But, there was actually um, one line in particular later in the film that we had to rewatch, I don't know, five times. Because oh, not only was there God. like the heavy exhale, cool guy delivery, but it, he also actually swallowed 
the line and whispered it at the same time for some reason. And we, well, maybe you can insert the sound, but yeah, it basically was say? saying, like, she says something along the lines of, like, you got to find the, or what's your angle? And he says, hey, here's a secret. Yeah, but right angle. <laughs> <laughs> you got to remember is, it's about finding the right angle. Sometimes you're so cool you actually inhale your word instead of exhale it. Man. It was a, it's crazy. But he seems like a nice guy. Well <laughs> and I think that's the thing. He's a family guy. He loves his family. He loves his family so much he's willing to have twenty two Christmases with them. Yeah. And she is having trouble with her family. Oh um, because Which is her, barely touched on. Yeah. I I, I had to really like Kind of, I mean, I had to rewatch it <laughs> because I missed out on all these key parts. But she, I guess her mom had passed away. Yes. And the dad was moving on and she didn't care for that. But she's doing her Skype meeting with her family and she opens up a laptop, sets it sideways on her desk. And in that laptop is a photo of her dead mom. Yes. And then she opens up another laptop and has a Skype meeting. So did you notice that? She used Was the a Skype meeting with her family? Yeah. So she used a laptop as a picture for Okay. Her. That <laughs> was not a laptop. What was that? That was a children's tablet. <laughs> and a not even from the past It was a Fisher-Price learning tablet. Children's tablet. Yeah, she cracks open this fucking weird tablet. That was weird. Mom's photo, and she like slams it on the counter, and then has a Skype meeting with her dad, which he was like a he was a real daddy. He was yeah, (laughs) a handsome dude. Yeah, he was a handsome dude, and the poor stepmom was just back in the kitchen, knowing that this woman hates her. I thought that was a sister at first, though. So that would be probably it's probably like an age thing. I'd like to see a spinoff of their sex life. Oh my god, I'm sure it's just out of this world. I bet it's just super, like, you're just fucking all the time. <laughs> Christmas fucking. Yeah! Well, there is a lot of Christmas activity. We can skip ahead to the Christmas snorkeling, because that was intense. But... <laughs> so, <laughs> as if you didn't know they were at the beach, they had to constantly... Oh, Guam. Guam. It's Guam. It's Guam. It's Guam. It's Guam. And let me tell you why, one of the many reasons you know it's Guam... Guam. There is the most beautiful, natural-looking gecko. Oh my god! In her room. Yeah. And they're good luck. Yeah. And it's just on the wall, and it stays on the same place and same spot on the wall, I believe, the whole entire time. They blew the Netflix spent a fortune. Feet, almost CGI, maybe. Yeah, they they spent a fortune on that CGI. It was a very fake gecko. And I knew they were in Guam because. Excuse me. We're drinking a lot of beer. So See, we're boozed. We're boozed and binging. That's well, the that's, name of the yeah. podcast. Hot jalapenos. Uh, they, the, the, the children in Guam were speaking Spanish. He okay. was walking around going like, Feliz Navidad. And I'm like, is that? Do they speak Spanish in Guam? I don't think he said that. He did. He said Feliz Navidad. Oh. Feliz Navidad. 
Because he, he did that fucking H at the end of it. He's like, Feliz Navidad. <laughs> this is my niece. He had like a niece in the village. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. I mean, I, okay. I, I, I don't think it was really his. So I gotta say, we did watch this film twice, and I seemingly temporarily blacked out at the same parts both times. And one of the times <laughs> I blacked out this time was during what you're referencing, oh, which yeah. is the explanation of how he's related to the man with the ponytail and his little girl who's adorable. Yeah, he's some... But there's no seemingly I'm thinking, explanation I'm thinking it. what it is is, like, he's been there so long. They call him it's uncle. like Yeah, it's like whenever, like, uh, um, your dad's, like, fat guy drinking buddy comes over. You know? Did your dad have one of those? Like, oh, it's Uncle Normie! And you're like, you're not really I'm my uncle. I'm with, familiar with the, with the trope. Yeah, you're just, yeah. you're just some smelly dude. You're uh-huh. not really my uncle. Get out of Guam. You're you not ate my uncle. daddy? <laughs> you ate my daddy. Yeah. <sighs> but everyone seems to really like him. Yeah. But the thing that leads them there to the place you're talking about is... He's really insistent on showing her all of the islands of Guam. And she thinks he's hitting on her. Maybe he is. Maybe he's not. And she's like, I'm here for business, my man. Yeah. But no. For some reason, she goes with him to this little detour. After seeing yet another oopsie-daisy cargo box thing on like a like a Hummer with a little bit of gold garland hanging out. Oh yeah, there's all these like hints that yeah. Christmas is happening. Whoopsie Daisy, we're all business except for that box with the Christmas lights and the little garland hanging out and stuff. Whoa. She's she's got an eagle eye. Hey, wait a minute. You said we're heading to the village, but that truck blaring fucking Christmas music. <laughs> like yeah, Santa like some baby. Really rocking uh <laughs> New Year. Yeah, or it's awful. It's a Christmas it's face. A, the Christmas is alive in Guam. Let me Eight listen. Days before Christmas. If anyone is listening that's stationed in Guam right now, for any branch of the military, I'm not sure who's all there, but we'll look into it. Sorry for my ignorance. If any of you guys are listening, please hit us up and let us know if you are all as avid holiday slash Christmas fans as these motherfuckers are. Yeah. Because I want that to be true. It, it is. Well, but if it, it's not, I'd also love to hear that tale. That's the thing that's so funny is like, she's trying to like shut it down and she's really pissed that anything Christmas is going on. And it's like, uh, they even acknowledge they're dropping off gifts and supplies to the local islands. We got to make sure that this gets shut the fuck down. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? Fuck that! Like of all things to be on your radar is like the U.S. military is dropping off supplies. Yeah, to like to nations in need. Like a major humanitarian <laughs> yeah. effort, yeah, like which we should acknowledge. Um, actually, the cool thing about this movie is that that real. is a real thing. Real Operation thing Christmas do. Drop is a real thing that they do in that uh, part of the world. The Air Force has done for forty to fifty years, something like that, and it's. It's really cool like, effort. They drop yeah. it. It does a lot of good for a lot of people. And um, someone that has been involved with the drop for all that time 
what is his name, Mr. The guy that stars in the movie. He, yeah. he looks like kind of like a cool Santa. We thought he was Brother gonna, Bruce. Brother yeah, Bruce Bass. Brother Bruce. We thought he was going to be Santa. We thought like, he was going to be like... So he's probably, yeah, he's going to be like that magical Santa character. kind of is, I guess. He was magical in the sense he was teaching the entire island, like, how to, like, purify water and shit. Like, during... again, an dur- spinoff. <laughs> But it was like during the parties and stuff. They're like having a luau, and he's like, "Here's how solar panels work." Do you know why? <laughs> because that's probably the most interesting thing happening at this dry party. No mm-hmm. one's drinking alcohol, and that's not realistic for a bunch of adults. It's, it's just not. Well, so you have to listen to this guy talk to you about purifying water and solar energy, because that's the most interesting thing going on there. Not as interesting as the sexual chemistry between these two because it was fucking palpable. Let's talk about that. <laughs> so I, I I don't know about you, but I really liked their getting to know you phase in the mm, Jeep. Mm, where it was the Just pure hatred. Yeah, they're fucking instantly mad. Because the only way you can have romance in a rom com is if they hate each other at first. Oh yeah. And it's like, let me guess. You're a cocky son of a bitch. And then he was like, well, let me guess. You grew up from, you know, money and you went to school in an Ivy League. And then she's like, let me guess. They wouldn't stop guessing about each other. So I gotta say, she, I think it was presented as like, she's a smart chick whose job it was to know what she was coming into. And so she researched him and she knew his kind of bio. And that was weird, but whatever. I'll give her that. Yeah. The weird part was him being like, okay, well, let me take a stab at you, girl I just met. And everything he says, literally every, literally everything he says about her is wrong. Which, the, re, the way that that like, mechanism in a romantic comedy usually works is that the guy somehow nails his like depiction of what he thinks she is. But this dude's like wrong on all four fronts. Yeah, he didn't get anything right. Yeah, and then she, and then you have to devote the time to listening to her correct each point he was wrong about. And I'm like, that could have been just cut. Yeah, probably. Well, I don't know, but man, sexual chemistry, almost a two at that point. Well, he kept trying to get her naked. How so? The Christmas snorkeling, of course. Oh God. He's like. He's like, hey, uh, we have a lot of island traditions. Christmas snorkeling. She's like, what's that? It's where you go snorkeling. Fucking, of course. And then he's like, she tells this sad story about like how her mom died and everything. And he's like, you know what you need to do? Go Christmas snorkeling. And you think it's like, oh, this is just a ploy to get her to wear less clothes. She couldn't have on more clothes Christmas snorkeling. <laughs> like, and at some point, they secured matching snorkeling zip-up white Yanni shirts. <laughs> exactly, Yanni shirts. And I don't know if there's never any kind of indication of the store they went to to purchase these or like in, any kind of like military standard issue. Once again, people who are stationed in Guam, if you're listening, are you Christmas issued snorkeling? some sort of zip-up yeah. white Oxford shirt to snorkel in? My guess is no. And if, if you snorkel just in the same week as Christmas, is that considered Christmas snorkeling? Like, yeah. So is there like St. Patrick's Day snorkeling? If well, you this motherfucker, as we've established, <laughs> celebrates Christmas every day of the year. Oh, yeah. Which maybe brings us to 
his his call sign, uh, which can only be described as stupid. His call sign is Claus. Okay, so maybe, I guess me like I'm thinking like okay Santa Claus maybe, you know like C L A U S. Yeah, you would think it'd be spelt like Santa Claus. Or like Claus. Claus, like maybe he doesn't cut his nails and they're like Claus or like whatever. Okay. So we take for granted, or maybe we just ignore because it's boring. No, the movie is stupid as fuck, so yeah. you're just like, okay, well, they Claus, Claus, Claus this, Claus He's that. obviously the Santa of the Whatever. Island. Yes. But then later, at the big party where there's no alcohol or fun, uh, they, uh, Sunshine, we should shout out to Sunshine, the, the female yeah. Air Force they both, violinist. Yeah, she yeah she played like uh, never went down to Georgia or something yeah, on the fiddle. Definitely. Uh, and then, but they both showed up. Uh, her and the leading lady, um, Erica. Erica. Yeah. And they took everyone's. Va va boom. Wow. And then we see wow. Captain Jance for the first time in a non sweat soaked flight suit. Yeah. We see him in a blue shirt and maybe some flip-flops. And I think it's very yeah. sexual for everyone. Yes. And that's exciting. So it's setting the scene for this very sexy party. Okay. But then and then that's when you learn where his call sign comes from. So let's say it together what Claus stands for. I don't know. Try with me. Three, two, one. Can't leave anyone. Without, without Santa. Santa. <laughs> Can't leave anyone without Santa? In the fuck? <laughs> this guy, who is an Air Force pilot captain, like, for who knows how long, I'd probably reference it, and he could have any call sign based on any kind of personality trait or whatever, and it's can't leave anyone without Santa is his most... Notorious quality that gives him this nickname. Which they're trying to say he can't maintain a relationship because yes. he spends too much of his free time making Christmas enjoyable for everyone. Right. Yeah. It's weird. And I think it works kind of nicely maybe for a holiday movie, but... Real life, Buster? No. I don't think you're... Oh, that's a huge red flag. Yeah. That's like finding severed heads in someone's fridge or icebox or something. Yeah. It's like, yeah, okay, that's weird. No, the fuck like, a whole do. year, you can't have a relationship because you want to make everyone's Christmas good? I got the feeling like he was really, like, juicy, smiling about, like, really liking that name. Like, every time they say Claus, he's like, yeah, oh, that's my name. I can't dumb. leave anyone without Santa. You're right. That's me. Well, you know what I mean? Kind of like a... Oh, uh, what's the... There's like a, I think, a psychological term where you have to be like someone's hero or something. Oh, yes. It, it's kind of like, yeah. I think he... I don't want to... I'm not a, a psychologist, but I would diagnose him with that. Uh, uh, a very uh, uh, knight, knightly fellow. Yeah. He's, a, he's so noble and... So noble. Heroic. Yeah. Stepping in and saving Christmas for all the uh, Guaminians. <laughs> I don't, I, Christmas. I don't want to be offensive, but... Yeah, don't. From the, the people of Guam. The people of Guam. Yes. Who probably and already have a lot of supplies. Yeah. He's well, just probably interfering. He was supplying them with romance. Giant wooden boxes with, that could have hurt yeah, them. Ukulele Christmas songs. Ugh. Yeah, and the way they dropped those boxes, I would like to know that, too. If the military could 
do you all drop them in the fucking water? There was like only three kids running up and down a beach. So they were the ones receiving the package. Yeah. We're just like three kids on a beach. Yes. And then they were like, hey, down there. Yeah. And then they flew over. And they dropped it like, like fucking maybe two and a half miles offshore. Like you're in really, the water. You're really jumping ahead to something that's very important. Okay. So I do want to talk about that, but not before we discuss the mayor. Oh, fucking Mayor Guam. Mayor yeah. Dickbag McGillicuddy, who's super white, and he's just being the mayor of this lovely place. Yeah. And he's like, how did he end up here? What's your business? How did you rise through the ranks? He looks and like a wise guy. Yeah, a real wise guy. And all he does is, like, saunter about town, not giving generators. Yeah. Because generators are the hot commodity that Captain Jance needs, and this mayor has shut them down. This administration yeah. has been no help. Yeah, he, he wanders around the farmer's market and... Just being a dick. And, like, doesn't donate unused generators too to the needs of too his... Too much for his Yeah, yeah it's like, no. Uh, sorry, man, those generators cost a lot of money. Oh. It's like, you already... Wait a minute, you're telling me you already have the... If you have the, the what are you doing with those fucking generators? You know, and the thing is, our captain, our our captain, my captain, he is able to get all of these supplies allegedly Everything. donated. Everything. He's always like working his angles. Working That's his, work his angles. Work angle. angle. Sometimes he's working angles. Working his angles to get the stuff, so it doesn't cost the taxpayer a dime. Okay, Erica. Or but congresswoman. It's, it's super convoluted the way Except he the gets it done. Except the generators. He can't get a generator. Can't that, get a generator. That's his, uh, what do you call it? That's his white elephant? No, white. White whale. White whale. He was kind of a fat mayor. He, no. Yeah. Oh, was he the one, not the white whale? Oh, no, I was saying the generators <laughs> are like Captain Jance's white whale because he, yeah. can't, he can't secure those. Those are the one things he can't, one thing he can't get. He, well, yeah, the one thing he can't get. Except he finally landed himself a stable gal. The one... We think. We think. No, he did. <laughs> he did. No, because, like, if I could talk about the sexual chemistry with those two, like, it's not there. It's, it's non-existent. It's not there. There was a pivotal moment where it started to kind of be like, okay, things might be blossoming and that's where they are at the like farmer's market type thing and Erica oh, meets the yeah. kids. She was very moved by And the she was very pissed. Then she meets like a kid or two and gives them her entire purse and all the contents within her purse. Probably like who knows what's all in there. Some tamps. Yeah, she was like first it was like, Do you want markers? Yeah. Oh my god, she could have had anything. We don't know. She could have gun. Gun. Yeah, she could have a knife. Definitely mace. I don't know. That woman carries mace, for sure. She's with the military, probably cyanide capsules. Oh, well, we do know. There was a hairbrush, things like that. Yeah. So it was very sweet. She's moved. She's giving the kids their stuff. Gave a sweater. Yes. And then we are all entertained by a wonderful off-the-cuff Christmas song on the ukulele. Yeah. Um, just, just a natural lyricist they Captain Jance is. He's, he's a good voice. Is, he does a little holiday. Uh, it was like Elvis Presley. Like he went like, Christmas Day. Yeah, it was. It was. It 
was pretty good. It was, it was good. a pretty good song. Erica chips in, and then her attitude kind of shifts, and you can kind of see she's softening toward him. He's softening toward her. Romance could be in the air at this point. However, it's not because they have zero chem- chemistry, like you said. He he does. Uh, he he kind of he kind of creeped me out a little bit. Not through the creepy. whole thing, or just like a little creepy. I don't know. He he reminds me of like uh, oh like I, whatever we were watching it. I said he looks like the type of guy that would like look at your phone, like I, like who the fuck are you talking to over there? But, <laughs> you know what? I think you're right, and I think he'd say it even creepier. Yeah. I think he would keep that kind of smirk, that smile while he's saying it. Hey, when you were in the bathroom earlier, I saw your phone light up. And be like, and always say like, I'm not mad, yeah. but yeah. like, but yeah, who's, I think that too. Who's Blitzen? Wait, no, she was codenamed Blitzen. That's what yeah, that was. of course, yes, he gave her the nickname Blitzen. Yeah. That's neither here nor there, but you know, Claus doesn't like secrets. But I'd like to go back to the party scene, which is yeah. the party scene. It's where we see them all in their street clothes for the first time, all together. Uh... I don't know if we've mentioned much about the character um, Joker, but he's a real cock block. And he, the two things we know about him is that he's a cock blocker and he likes to dance. He kind of be the center of attention. He like walks up, like as they're about to kiss, like hey, yeah, (laughs) who the fuck does that? Yeah, if you're one of those people, what the fuck? Yeah, (laughs) played by the incredible Trezo Mahero. I don't know who he is. I just, I did look him up. He seems like a nice guy as well, but man, he needs to read a room. He was way too psyched about like jerking off that snow machine too. He was like just sitting there (laughs) jiggling. (laughs) Like these are coconut flakes. (laughs) Fucking cool, bro. Another part of it. Oh, weird. I'm going to walk around this thing. I don't want fucking coconut in my hair. I don't know. That was weird. Another good thing is that Captain, Captain Andrew, is that his name? He, he convinces Erica to dance, even though she's not oh feeling it. Yeah, brutal. Which I think the irony there is that I think Kat Graham, the actress, is uh, actually a really good dancer, and she's uh, been in some high-profile movies where she's danced, I believe. Um, so we know she can dance. However, her character is a very awkward dancer, kind of reminiscent of Elaine Bennis uh, from Seinfeld. Yeah. It's a very awkward dance. Really similar, yeah. Yeah. But I also think it's offensive to think that she would dance worse than him. Well, she was she was a, like afraid to dance. She's like, I don't want to dance in public because it's so embarrassing. Right. And he's like, there's nothing to be embarrassed of. And then he like leaves her out there dancing by herself, and then turns the whole crowd against yes. her. Is like, ugh, look at her dance like shit. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck kind of mean prank? It looks like Carrie. And then he yeah. goes to her phone. Yeah, then he, yeah, yeah, that was just a ploy to get you away from your Android. I'm your looking Android. through. I'm looking through your text history. I just. <laughs> it, what should have been a romantic night for them was probably an okay night for them, but it could have been so much more, except for a few things going wrong. But then, the good thing is that after that night, they're almost kissed. Her change of heart is, like, in full effect at this point. She's all in. She wants to do the drop. 
And you can kind of tell that she's softening because she starts to wear her hair down. And then, but the thing I have a problem with is she's also wearing like really casual, ugly clothes, like a very like Chico's type wardrobe, like, like a bad button up with like bad cargo pants. And she's really just like, I guess it's supposed to believe she's becoming herself more around him, but, but yeah. gross. I think, but well, gross. yeah, it's, she's shed her pantsuit. She's shed she's her She's no pantsuit. longer the DC uptight shopper. Yeah. She's now, I want to live in Guam forever. In, in rep Chico's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a Chico's kind of day. But just as we're accepting that she is this new woman who's now in touch with why she liked Christmas after all and all this good stuff, mm-hmm. who do we see show up on base unexpectedly? Congresswoman bitch ass, yeah. played by the very Botoxed Virginia Madsen. Because, because she's upset about taxpayers' dollars being wasted on one flight of dropping fucking of boxes. Her and her Dorman. For real. Her butlers yeah. who are waiting on her. She's like, you guys are taking off from an island in Guam and going to a very, uh, flying a very short distance to above other islands and not even stopping the plane. Right. You're dropping off shit with parachutes and boxes. You're wasting all of that taxpayer's dollars. I better fly to Guam myself from Washington, D.C. to yeah. investigate. It's Just like that check alone. check my congressional <laughs> aid that I sent mere days before. Yeah, so that would be now, yeah, two flights, two fucking really long flights that the taxpayers have spent to investigate why once a year they're doing that one flight. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. And not only is she completely squandering all the taxpayers' money by doing this, but she's bringing down the vibe of the base where no one is doing any work ever. They're just trying to have Christmas. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because let's be honest, no one's working at this base. No. no one's working at this base. He says they're doing another time off. Bullshit. They're all dicking around nonstop. And I'm not even mad at that. I think they're living a great life. But let's be honest. I've never heard anyone come back from the military and be like, my favorite thing about the military was the farmer's markets and getting into bickering matches with the mayor while eating ice cream cones. I don't (laughs) think that's typically their jam to do that. It's just not the thing that happens. It's not. But then something even more terrible happens. Everyone's like, okay, I gotta say, Congresswoman really brought the, she brought the whole vibe down. Not only that, she ushered in some sort of tropical storm. Uh, that might also be a hurricane, which prevents them from doing the drop. Or is it going to make it a little harder to do the drop? Erica's freaked out that her boss showed up, as she should be, because that's freaking creepy. And she decides, like, I'm out. I'm not doing the drop. Yeah. All the progress they made together as a couple is kaput. The captain's like, what the hell? I thought you were dropping with me, boo. They're not. So, what do, what do you do when you're down and out and you can't do your Christmas drop? You go to the base bar. And you just get toe-up hammered off of cranberry and soda. That's all he had. It's cranberry No and vodka. Soda. Hit me again with that cranberry soda. And he said it so sad, too. He's like, hey, I guess I'll have another one of those cranberry and sodas. And always the gentleman told the bartender he could go home and be with his family and he'd serve himself his cranberry and soda. Yeah. Yeah, you, like, is that a thing? 
I'm like, hey, don't worry about it. I'll lock up. It's just ridiculous. It's Christmas Eve in Guam. He's just sitting there getting as fucked up as he can on cranberry sodas. And then Erica walks in and says, we can do this, bitch. It's been downgraded to just a tropical storm, not a hurricane like we feared. We can do this. Let's do this. The military always takes advice from... Random uh, congressional aides from miscellaneous states, for sure. (laughs) So that actually brings me to another good point, which is... They, he's like, yeah, bitch, like, this is why I like you. You've taught me I'm going to sober up from these cranberry juices. Let's do the drop. So they all go. They're suited up. Everyone's got a flight suit. His sweatier than the others. And they're really excited. They're about to get on the plane. Congresswoman Buttmunch shows up again. Raising the question yet again, can... Congresswomen or senators or whatever just show up at any Air Force base in the country, like any country, no matter when they want, and just like have full domain over. Is that a thing? No. That's what I said in the beginning. No, it's like. So the fact that she even has authority over military is not the thing. Yeah. That's, I mean, like. That's like. That's like a very Batman comic book y thing. Like. The mayor, you know, stepping in and be like, you arrest the whole Corneli family. Otherwise, it was like, how often is the governor or whoever really stepping Like, help the fuck out. That's not happening. Right. And let alone a senator from whatever district she's in. I guarantee you Guam's not a part of it. Maybe part of that district. She might just be delusional thinking mm-hmm. that she owns Guam. We don't know. There's There could be a sequel. We'll Listen, see. you better head over to North Korea and tell Kim Jong-un that I mean business. It's like, who the fuck are you? You're from yeah. Delaware. What yeah. the fuck? Do what they not have security? <laughs> like, I don't understand. Yeah. But regardless, they convince her, our, our sexy lieutenant colonel lady who's married to the other guy, she's like, just come up with us. See what we do. See if you change your mind. I can rock a tank top like nobody's business. Please join me. Where do you see this big bird in action? Yeah. So she's like, fine, whatevs. And so she hikes up her pantsuit, gets on the plane. The other plane loads up. We're good to go. Okay. So then there's actually a pretty cool scene where they're doing the real drop. And they're dropping the boxes, pushing the containers off the plane. Erica's loving it. Very lovely. Everything's coming together. The Islanders are excited to get their boxes uh, I think everyone's finding their Christmas spirit at this point, mm-hmm. and it's very exciting. Captain Claus, full BDE, like, Santa boy mode at this point, because he's like, yeah, yeah, this is my shit. You Nothing know gets saying? his cock hard more than fucking... Dropping boxes. Christmas box. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's a lovely scene. They all land, and then something to note, and this is like a time, like a, a second pass observation... The lieutenant colonel and congresswoman uh, clearly maybe fornicated on the plane. They have like a strong lesbian sexual energy yeah. as they walk off the plane together. The, the congresswoman's hair was disheveled. Mm-hmm. She had been... They had like n- uh, really interesting smiles on she their had been faces. Ravaged. And they were like, oh, that was good, wasn't it? It was pleasing. Look into it. And if you don't see it the first time, watch it again. Mazel. Uh... So the congresswoman appears to have also found her Christmas spirit because of this one plane trip. And so she's kind of rethinking everything. They hug it out. Looks like everything's going to be fine. So just to sum it up then, we have the final scene. There's a big reveal. 
which when we find out the big reveal to me is that it's only Christmas Eve at this point. We still haven't had Christmas, even though it feels like we've had at least 1,300 Christmases. It was agonizingly long, and I don't even think the runtime of the movie was that long. It's about like, an hour 30, yeah. hour 35. Yeah, but like it that. seemed like it would never fucking end with yeah. Christmas. So much Christmas. It was, if you're wanting a Christmas movie, there's a fuckload of Christmas in that goddamn movie. A lot of it. A lot of it, but also none of, none it. of it. Yeah, nothing nothing that you would traditionally call Christmas. Like, a lot, but none? Yeah, it had, it had zero magic, like most Christmas movies. Uh, romance, almost non-existent. Um, no Santa, no... no uh, no, no Christmas Day, no gifts. I don't no, think, no food. You, that you didn't even get to no see Christmas the, cookies. Yeah, no cookies. No cocoa. Yeah, well, there was that fucking song. The really, really awesome Christmas song. Do you remember that? I can't forget that song. Hang on, let me let me pull it up. So it what, was. What better way to wrap this up? Before we do play that, I would like to note that Erica did also somehow figure out a way that day to coordinate getting Captain Claw's entire family flown into Guam without costing anyone a, a dime. Again, wink, wink. Yeah, right. No one. They're spending money. Mm. But his whole entire family. So they can celebrate yet another Christmas together in person. How are they getting back home? We don't know. That's not for us to figure out. Not on the, That's but, on the taxpayer dime. No, she said it wasn't. She's she like, did say that. I she's think like, this some is camera a, crew's coming here anyway to film some bullshit. This is a, a film of lies. And I think this is a metaphor for our current situation. Definitely. But the good silver lining is that we had this incredible song that played. Oh, we're back to the song? Yeah. we had this You incredible. cut me off so I wasn't sure I was allowed well, to play the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is a really good song, and I think it's one of the best parts of the movie. It's fucking terrible. It's a really bad song. Hang on. I'll fast forward to this. It, uh, it's weird. Dare I say that song is better all the carts on its own like you just played it than it is in that film in the scene? Yeah, it was awkward as hell in the film. Yeah, like listening to it now, I'm kind of like, that's kind of a nice little song for Christmas. But in the movie, it's when they're wearing their standard issue weird zip up white shirts. Yeah, they're wearing, they're wearing three piece suits and they're like swimming and snorkeling in the ocean. It was very weird. Yeah, and it really kind of like uh, downgraded that song to like a, a, a place it shouldn't be. So, who sings that song? Does it say who sings the song? Some lady. Give it a shout out. Is she, Is she listening? Colby K. K- Colby. Colby Kelly, she's Colin. she's a pretty famous singer. So her. yeah, so the song on its own is fine. Hmm. Uh, so our apologies yeah. to Colby Kelly. Yeah, apologies for the fucking <laughs> hot banger you fucking wrote about Santa and his swim trunks. Oh, Operation <laughs> Christmas Drop. Yeah. Why would you do that to her? So in a nutshell, incredible movie. <laughs> Shit, you gotta watch it. it you gotta watch. Fucking it. sucks. I would give it. Uh, I'd give it a chance, I guess, if maybe every other Christmas movie's not available for you to watch. 
But if you really like bad. those cheesy Christmas movies, I think you'll like this one. Yeah, it had zero element of Christmas in it, if that's what you're into. There are much cheesier movies, but there's still plenty to make fun of. Plenty, as you can tell. There's plenty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Plenty. It was, it was, um, yeah, bad. I, I would say just not good. It was not a good or enjoyable movie to me. I did not have a good, I did not, en I enjoyed, uh, you know, just being like, what the fuck is this movie? That was probably my enjoyment. And I think that's the key to success <laughs> in viewing yeah. these things. So just to, to, to wrap up, what we're going to do on this podcast is at the end of these, <laughs> we're going to each share our how dare you moment, which is the moment in this movie that we felt to be individually the most offensive part of the movie. Uh, so I'll start. And my how dare you moment is when it's revealed what his call sign stands for which he's Captain Claus they call him Claus and like we said I mean it's like you think it's one thing you think okay or you don't think about it at all which is what I did but then they're like you know why they call him that right and it's she's like oh because his claws are in every tourist that comes through first of all no but then she's like, no, no, it's can't leave anyone without Christmas or without Santa. And not only is he such a creepy Santa man that it's like his whole name, but apparently that's also what's kept him from finding like a real viable adult relationship, which is super weird that, that you're so strongly into being Santa Claus that you can't have a girlfriend as a direct result of that. No time for sex. I and mean, they make it your, yeah. Too busy, uh, you know. Yeah. Can't leave anyone with a satisfying orgasm. You know, like he could have had other nicknames. But it's that is the how dare you moment for me. Because I'm like, how dare you make us think that that's like something that other military guys would like, you know, that's just a clause. No, they make fun of him relentlessly. It's not, I don't buy it. I think it's very bad. That that's like why his relationships can't work. How dare you, Brad? Hmm. I would just the whole movie is my how dare you. It's not good. <laughs> it's a cop out. Uh, uh, I didn't. I didn't enjoy it. It was not a good movie. I don't know. Would you say you liked it better the first time or less? I mean, wait, better the first time. <laughs> that's like better ask, the second. Time. That's like asking like. Which which prostate exam was your favorite? You know, which prostate like exam was your favorite? Not they're all they're all bad. Yeah, like it's and it doesn't get better. You're not like oh goody, this time he brought the you know wore the purple gloves. I don't know. So your like, how yeah. dare you is that this was made? Yeah, or just this the entire plot. I know they're like grabbing at straws for Christmas, but you know it's what it is. It's just like <laughs> shitty Christmas movies. That's what it's all about. So in that regard, 10 out of 10. It's yeah. a shitty Christmas movie. Oh yeah. Fucking terrible. Way to go, Netflix. But thank you. Please keep making tons of these because oh, yeah. I yeah. love it. Love them. We love them. So thank you for joining us on our first ever Be Who I. Be Who I. Binging Under the Influence. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we hope that you will join us again because we've got so much material. We have so many shows that we are going to watch and discuss and share with you guys and get your feedback and stuff. So please join us. Please
please share on Instagram. Let your friends know about us. And we will just keep making these. And hopefully yeah. someone listens to them. And if not, we'll probably still keep doing it. Absolutely. Okay. Well, it's been real. Can't wait for the holiday season. Bye. Bye. <laughs>